Brittany Estep. And I'm Chip Richter. And you're listening to the Roots and Wings podcast. A conversation about faith, family, and parenting. We're glad you're listening. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. We're excited to be here today. Um, I'm excited to talk about this topic because it's uh, kind of in my wheelhouse a little bit. We're talking about communication um, and being chatty, which I which I'm easily, easy to do for me. Being chatty. Hey, yes, today's podcast, we're calling it, Can You Hear Me Now? And it's all about communication, keeping the lines of communication open and talking with your kids and how, you know, some creative ways to do that. And we want to let you know just right up front, this is part one of this episode because part two is going to be an interview with a family that we think has a pretty interesting perspective on this mm-hmm. communication thing and we're excited to, sh- excited to be sharing with them so so remember it's a part one so um all right so let's get into this Bree. let's dive on in let's let's talk about it dad <laughs> let's talk about it <laughs> we we laugh because if you know our if you know our family and if you know our kids Brittany is Brittany is the communicator in our family she's a talker so and isn't it how, Which, ir- how ironic you, know, you have a degree in communication and marketing yeah I was gonna say I think and I think that's also why babies freak me out because I'm like why aren't you communicating with me you're just <laughs> screaming at me why babies freak you out I was trying to, you said that so quickly <laughs> that's the other thing you do you, you talk oh, very yeah. fast and we've talked we've talked I about do. you slowing down especially for a podcast right I know so in case you didn't hear if you didn't understand My, what Brittany said she said that's why babies freak me out <laughs> okay Okay. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but you know, um the thing is, they say when you have I mean mothers of infants, you probably know this. They say that you should begin to talk to your child as soon as you have them. Just begin to talk to them because talking to your baby will help them develop their vocabulary, their words, the the way the words sound in their head and they're listening. And so, yeah, so even in even in infancy, Communication, talking to each other, hearing words, listening, hearing, speaking is important for development. And so even there. Mm, is that what you did to me? Is that why <laughs> I'm so be. chatty? <laughs> it must be. We just talked, 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 talked. Talk. But anyway, so um, we and we've done the, I'm going to I want to kick this episode off um, with something we've done before. You know, the my Roots and Wings parenting workshop that I do. Um, which is the which is sort of the seed for this podcast and the springboard. Um, the whole workshop is sort of based on uh, or uses as a sort of a, as a guideline the scripture in Deuteronomy chapter six that is very popular. A lot of people know it. Um, specifically, chapter six verses four through nine that speaks about um, our as parents passing on these things of faith that, you know, the truths of God and who God is and, you know, just introducing your kids to to all of that. And I'll just read a little bit of this because this really touches on this. There's what we're talking about today is really in this scripture too. So it says here, this is uh, chapter six, verse four. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, 
and when you lie down and when you rise. And so just that verse right there just kind of speaks of that, that's, I mean, words are how we communicate. I mean, words are important. Words matter. <clears throat> and in fact, you know, you may, as parents, you may have gone through some time with your children where you say, hey, you know, your words are powerful. They mean something. So make sure you choose your words wisely, you know, speaking to your siblings, speaking to your friends. You know, the idea sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt mm-hmm. me, of course, is a is a lie. It's not true. And we need we do need to teach mm-hmm. our ch- children that words are powerful. So we communicate with words and talking is so important, and obviously. So this idea, this is kind of where we, where we get this. So um, and, and so you might think, well, of course I talk to my kids. I mean, of course I we communicate. Of course we do. But I think if you thought about it, especially with the age that we live in with um, screens all around us, uh, how many mm-hmm. times have you maybe gone to a restaurant or, you know, seen a, gone to a situation where you've, you've seen a family sitting together and everybody's on there looking at their screen and not, and not at mm-hmm. each other? And there may be an intermittent, you know, you know, hey, did you see this video on or did you look at this? You know, but they're, they're not connecting with one another. They're looking at their screens. So I, I do think we live in an age and a time where communication is a kind of in danger, you know, I mean, really, real communicating, mm-hmm. really communicating with each other. And so within our, within our households, yeah. within our families, we really have to guard against that. And I think as parents we have to be, you know, we have to parent, always parent on purpose. And so we have to be thoughtful and even calculating maybe sometimes about how and when and different ways we can communicate with our kids. And, um, and I, I think that's sort of the, that's kind of what we wanted, what I wanted to get into today as we got on this episode. So just touching base. So we're talking about communication and the importance of that. Um, and like you said, I, I think I'm a natural communicator. That's just something that God kind of built me with. I like to talk. I like to hear from other people. I want to make sure everyone's on the same page. I like to write and that kind of stuff. Um, so for me, it's really easy to think about communicating with um, you, like you and mom and growing up, you guys have always made that really easy for all of us. But I, I know I have friends who are not quite the, the natural communicators. I even have, you know, siblings that are not sure. quite the same communicators yeah. as I. So what would you say to parents who are like, man, mm-hmm. that sounds great, but my kid just doesn't want to talk. Like, <laughs> talk or, yeah. yeah. Or like they just, or it's just harder right. for them. It's not that they don't want to, it's just like to mm-hmm. really, figure out like how to express their thoughts or their feelings, or mm-hmm. maybe they don't really just naturally do that. How do you encourage those moments yeah. or get well, that good. out of them? That's a good, it's a good point And a good question, because I think that is important to recognize that, you know, some kids are just naturally, you know, open and chatty and they'll, you know, you, you kind of, you can kind of tell how they're feeling just by looking at them. And if you ask them, they'll just tell you everything, you know, like you were exactly. And so, I think so. What so what it comes down to? If you, if you have a child who is just not a not a talker, not a great communicator, find out um, what find a, a creative way to communicate with them. And for some kids, that could be um, writing le- letters or notes. Um, there's a this is a great example of that. Um, one uh, mother daughter story that I heard um, at one of my workshops. This this mom shared this. 
um, thing that she did with with both of her daughters. Two, two, they're they're grown women or grown adults now. They're adults, but as they were growing up, she, the mom, got a journal, uh, a real cool journal, that she would. She started it by writing just a kind of an opening page to her, to an uh, open letter to her daughter, and just said, "This journal is our journal, and I want to just start this. I'm going to give this to you and ask you to." write in your thoughts, your feelings, what I can pray for you for, what questions you might have, and just write it down and then um, just just leave this on, on my bed and then I'll respond and leave it on your bed and we'll just trade this back and forth and, and it's a way to communicate. So, I mean, yeah, so she Pretty did cool. that with her, with her girls, both girls, and, um, and, it, and it wasn't the only way they communicated, but sometimes things are easier to write down than they are to say face-to-face. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. a writing something down like that can, can be a great conversation starter. So there's an opportunity for you to say, hey, I saw what you wrote, and that was awesome. Did you think, or, you know, so you could just, you can initiate a conversation by sending a, a message or a note that way. So it's, there's still words, it's still communicating, and, and maybe in writing it down, it's even more thoughtful. So she did that with both her girls, and then... Um, I, I just thought that was a great idea. Um, and it went, and that went on mm-hmm. for years. It wasn't just, this wasn't just a, you know, a, a you know, a summer, uh, project. It went on for, for years as they were growing up. So maybe, maybe writing notes and asking your kids to write you back, maybe that's a way to do it. Um, I, th- I th- just think you have to be creative. Sometimes, sometimes, um, real communication can happen when in a different different contexts of the day you know like if you if you you can't, you know inevitable you know this 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 is a scenario that probably every family recognizes you know you pick your kids up from school they get in the car and you say oh how was school today and they say fine did anything fun happen today no um what did you learn today you know stuff and and your kids just I don't know they're it's just not the right time you know and you have to as a parent you have to kind of pick up on the cues you know okay and you may be frustrated you may be going oh come on I can't, I'm asking you a question and if you if we if we get on them and braid them about this when I ask you a question I want more than one word answer well that's that's pressure you know so I think you just have to figure out um, when the best times are for your kids maybe it's maybe it's first thing in the morning uh, maybe it's just tell you for me remembering you guys when you were at home and we were raising you I always found of course Brittany you will talk anytime which was great (laughs) but for Uh, I hope I hope my husband Jeff thinks that too (laughs) (laughs) but for there's a whole nother topic communication between husbands and wives boy we could get into that too very important also but anyway let me back to my point when so when you kids were growing up um I found that some of the most meaningful conversations and most um, deep and precious times, even especially when you were you kids were little, um, was bedtime um, at night, going to mm. bed. You know, we we had a you know we had a routine. Our families do, but that moment when you know kids were in bed and it was we'd read stories and turning out the lights and the nightlight was on and. And and it's just it's just a quiet, very precious, very um, close time. And I remember just little conversations that were almost whispered because it's just this quiet, and such really good things were shared in those times. You know, 
and I don't know you maybe you know maybe just the the context of that is you know you feel safe you feel I don't know you know but so find the time that works best for your kids find the time when they're most um, willing to talk and willing to and and be be creative about that that's I guess that's my encouragement think that it's really important not to miss an opportunity because sometimes <laughs> opportunities to talk will pop up when you least expect them to. Or inconvenient and, times. Yeah, exactly. Inconvenient times. Like you may, you may not feel like talking when your kid says, can I ask you a question? <laughs> <laughs> so you need to be prepared, you know, to have a conversation um, at any moment, drop of a hat. And so um, don't miss an opportunity to talk with your kids. There are a couple of things we should as parents, be looking for our kids in. One is dinner time around the con- table. Um, I think food and conversation just naturally go well together. So that's also, that's also we've talked about that in a previous episode about the importance of dinner time, but um, we want to make sure that devices are not with us around the table because we're, com- we're having conversations with each other, not with our phones. So make sure that put some guidelines or rule- rules down, you know, and just say, you know, no devices. And then as a parent, be ready to have some things in mind to able to talk about, um, whether it be a topic, a story, uh, you know, but give, give opportunity for that. And I remember us having lots of really good conversations around our table, dinner table. Oh yeah, know? me too. And I, and it's interesting too, I think as you girls, um, you know, brought your um, friends around, I remember hearing and your and now your boyfriends and who are now and, and now husbands. <laughs> I remember hearing them say, "Well, the, the Richter family, it's this is crazy. You guys just talk and talk and talk." You know, yeah. I mean, I remember some of your friends commenting about that. And, yes, uh, we tend to um, talk on top of each other too. So I don't know how much that is effective <laughs> communication. It took it took Jeff a couple couple uh, years to figure that out, but it's fun. We like yeah. to keep things interesting. Yeah. And I think that and good things happen in that. But we have to, as parents, kind of be ready, be prepared for that. You know, it, it, doesn't just, it doesn't always just happen. Although I do think that the more it happens, the more naturally it'll, it will happen, conversations like that. So, um, so that I said a couple places. One, one is around the uh, dinner table. The other is in the, in the car. Um, in the car, it's, you have this... You know, your kids are right there. You're right there. Everybody's close. And it's a good opportunity to talk. Now, again, devices, you know, video, you know, phones, mm-hmm. you know, cars, cars now have DVD players and, you know, yeah. or even, even just the, even just the radio or, and music playing, which, you know, I, I listen to the radio. I listen to podcasts all the time when I'm driving, but when there's someone in the car with me, Hey, it's a great opportunity to talk. And they're kind of confined. They can't go anywhere. They have to, you know, they have to respond to you. So car rides, no matter how long or how short they are, car rides are a great opportunity to have a conversation. That's good. And I'm just thinking, I'm sitting here thinking about it. I'm like, man, if that if there are kids who are not are not natural communicators, then that means that there are parents who are not natural communicators. And so <clears throat> I would say you know, my encouragement for you is to just keep trying, like, just keep trying, like recognize that. Um, I think, you know, that it's important because you want, you know, a connection with your kids or, or even your spouse, you know, your family, you want a, a good family dynamic. And like, you know, I know like my husband, I'm, I'm a super chatty person. 
and I like crave communication and words. And I wouldn't say that's necessarily something that he is like, like his strength, you know, but, um, I recognize that if you're like, if that's you as a parent, then like you may have to be creative and how you help, um, encourage those opportunities and get those moments. Like I like the letter thing. I know that, um, my father-in-law wrote Jeff a lot of letters, like when he was, when Jeff was in high school, like I think he wrote him a lot, like especially his senior year specifically, I think he wrote him a letter for each month. And now that I know my father-in-law, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense because he's, he's a, like, he's great, but he's not somebody who would just sit down and like talk out all of his feelings. He would think about it and he would like keep, like ponder them. And then like, but he recognized like, I want him to know this regardless of if I say in one moment, it's important for him to know, um, my thoughts. And I see a lot of Jeff in him. Um, and I, but I just say, you know, if you have to be creative for your kids to talk to you, you may be one of those people that you have to be creative and how you spark moments of opportunity of communication too. And that's okay. I think we just need to say all across the board, like if your kid is not a natural communicator, that's okay. Like that's just part of how, who God made them and to encourage that part in them, but yet also not make them feel bad for not maybe being on the same level you are. Now I will probably have to save this and replay this back in my, when I actually have kids, cause I can guarantee you if they're not chatty, I will be like, what is happening? <laughs> so I think the biggest thing that you and mom did for us. And then I think it's the tracing everything back is you need to create a safe place for your kids to come to want to come and I don't know what that looks like I don't know how you did that but I always knew that no matter what if I I I could talk to you about a movie I could talk to you about this I could talk to you about things with my boyfriend and even if it was the worst of the worst in my spirit I knew that you and mom Mm -hmm. wouldn't make me feel bad I mean you would want to talk about it and you would rather know than not know and talk through stuff so you created a place that would like you talked about the bed like maybe you felt safe then well somehow along the lines I think that's what it all comes back to is creating a place of safety and of like we're your number one fan no matter what and we're not (laughs) going to condemn you we're going to cheer you on we're going to talk through it um I think that which I'm not a parent, so I can only imagine that there are times where your heart just like freezes a little bit. But for me as a kid who I felt like you and mom did that for me, that is why. And that even fed into like my adult life where I feel like I can tell you and mom a lot. And I even remember having a conversation with you one time when I first got married and you kept saying, thanks for sharing, Britt, but you need to go talk to your husband about this now. (laughs) And I was like, wait, what? So it just keeps feeding and I think it's good, but it comes back to the creating a safe place for your kids, no matter what the time, no matter what the Mm -hmm. conversation. Mm -hmm. Well, good. Well, I I appreciate that, Brittany. And I think I I can just say from our perspective, uh, you know, for mom and I knew how important... um, conversation was and and hearing from you guys. And we did want to, we purposefully wanted to keep the lines of communication open as long as possible. You know, everybody hears stories of 
especially as kids grow and they become teenagers, they get kind of sulky and moody and introspective. And, you know, that's I was just never natural. those things, people, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> you had your season. And that's, and I guess yes, the thing to say, to, I guess the thing to encourage parents with is that that's, that's normal. That's very normal for, for kids to go through that season. That's why. We, you want to really establish these humongous pipelines of communication beforehand because the bigger the, the bigger the pipeline beforehand, creating all that give and take and flow and, and, and creating that, as you said, Brett, safe place. To, you know, that's why when it gets to that season in life as a teenager, when they begin to sort of become moody and introspective and quiet, they have this huge – they know they have this resource. And I think and, – and, Okay, so they, they have this huge resource, that open line of communication with their parents. They know that they're not, that it's safe. They're not going to be judged. They're not going to be, you know, in trouble. You know, they're not, I mean, you have to establish that well in advance before you get there. I mean, hmm. if, we're, if we've been critical, you know, if, if, if the conversations have ended in, you know, as parents, us getting frustrated or angry or irritated, judgmental, I mean, all those, those negative things, I mean, we have to bring from this positive, you know, something positive. And, and sometimes the things that we have to say to our kids, they're not going to want to hear. But you have to, you know, you have to figure out a way to do this in a way that's, again, not making them feel like, gosh, I wish I never would have said anything. Or, you know, I hope my parents don't find out. Or, I can't tell my mom and dad about this. I mean, we got to create this safe place. And so that comes, like I said, well in advance when they're young, when they're little kids. So if, you're, if your toddler is running around, just know that that building that communication, that line of communication, that gigantic pipeline is really important. And it starts now and you keep it going because someday you're going to be really glad it's there. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that is, you have to establish that well in advance and over the years just kind of keep, keep that going. And then when it comes to the point where um, there is a tough thing to talk about, they, they, they're going to feel like I'm going to go to my biggest advocate. I'm going to go to my biggest fan and that's my mom and dad. And I'm going to mm-hmm. talk to them about this mm-hmm. because you do have to establish that, that I am your biggest fan. There, no one, no one loves you like I love you. And isn't it really like, aren't we really parenting the way, the way God relates to us? He says, mm-hmm. I love you. Unconditionally, I love you. There's nothing you can say or do that are, it's going to change the fact that I love you forever. Mm-hmm. And I've loved you forever. And I think we have to, as parents, communicate that same kind of love to our kids and just say, I love you. It doesn't, no, nothing that you do will change the fact that you're my son, you're my daughter, and I love you, and I'm for you. <laughs> I am for you. And that's, that's the message we have to reinforce over and over and over and over and over again. And um, it's, it's important. So mm-hmm. I, I, that's my, that would be my encouragement to parents. Yeah. And I appreciate, I appreciate, Brittany, you, your perspective as a, as a kid growing up in that. And, and, and you know what? Listen, mom and I, we, I mean, my wife, Mary Beth and I, we were, were, we were not perfect parents. We lost our temper. We, you know, we did say things we wish we hadn't said, you know, because, you know, we, we, we blew it too. But we kept on trying. We just keep, keep it going. I was going to say, this is such a good topic. And I feel like as we even were talking, we're realizing that there's um, different perspectives that we want to hear. You know, we're only two people. So I'm a chatty person, um, natural communicator. I would say you are probably a natural communicator, too. I, I am. I'm yeah. probably, in, in terms of you know, that dynamic, I'm probably more of a, of a talker where, mm-hmm. where your mom is less of a talker. She's more, right. you know. 
we're just an interesting combination. She and I, we complement each other, I think. And, and so we're, we're, it's kind of backwards. And a lot of families, I think a lot of marriages, you know, the wife is, the, is, the, is more of the talker and the man is a little more quiet. And, but it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's yeah, but not it always. Works, however it works, you know. So and then, like, you know, you have kids and you have different kids and different perspectives. We're, we're realizing that there's a lot of different um, perspectives out there. And we want to hear from you. What what's your family dynamic like? What things, um, you know, where do you struggle in the communication spectrum? Is it getting people to communicate with you or is it actually communicating yourself or creative, creative ways that you have uh, to communicate as a family um, so much? So that we we kind of touched on a person uh, earlier that I think we want to just actually speak to and um, have kind of a part two uh, series to this podcast. And she just has a cool story, and her and her husband both do, and how they love kids who are not even their own kids and work to communicate with them in that way yeah. too. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. So this is part one of Can You Hear Me Now? And uh, part two will be coming next week, and you won't want to miss it. So make sure you tune in. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, if you have a question, comment, if you have a something cool that you've done to help the lines of communication work in your family, we want to know about that because this is a conversation. So you're part of the conversation. And the way you can communicate with us and share with us is by you could um, use your this is the cool way to do it. And I love it when people do this. Use your iPhone, record a voice memo on your iPhone, your question, your comment, your thought. And then just simply email it to us. And you can email it to me at chip at chiprichter.com. Or you can email it to Brittany at... Uh, Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y at chiprichter.com. And even as dad said a couple of times, um, you know, some of this is the basis of his Roots and Wings workshop. Uh, So if you're ever interested in bringing that workshop um, near you, you could also email me about that too. Yeah. And you can, if, if you don't feel comfortable talking into your phone and saying it's a voice, your voice uh, memo, because we would, what we would do is we would, we, uh, as we've done in the past, we would play that <laughs> on, and have your voice on our podcast, which is kind Sometimes, of Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. But you let us know. But if you're not comfortable with that, and then you could also just send us a conventional email as well to those things. Mm-hmm. So let us know how, how you're doing. Let us know um, things that are working for your family, because we want to share that with other families, too. And um, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate you listening to us. So tune in mm-hmm. next week for part two of Can You Hear Me Now? Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one.